Hi, everybody. Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Alex Lewis. This week, I talked to Jane Shi, who is an entrepreneur, the city director of Ladies That UX here in Taipei, and the person responsible for bringing Talk UX to Asia for the first time. Here's a conversation. Um, can you tell us or our listeners a little bit about yourself, uh, why you're here, and what you're going to talk about today? So I'm Jane Shi. I'm the city director of Lady UX Taipei. Um, I also am a startup uh, founder. Uh, I my company is called WeTogether.co. Uh, we do a lot of things for Meetup and you know LinkedIn type of thing for connecting the technology professionals worldwide. Um, ever since we started to do, uh, you know, the meetup uh, for technology professionals, especially, you know, Taiwan has a lot of tech talent. Uh, we found that women in technology is where we can really emphasize the efforts and also start to really uh, generate the, the energy for 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 the you know communities here. So uh, I started to uh, host events, uh, especially for a different type of tech talent. Uh, one of them, uh, you know, the, the bottom line, or you know, the software or internet industry. Usually, we have three types of talent. Uh, one is like programmers, coders. One is uh, project or product managers, and then the third one is designers. So um, started to do the host uh, the the offline events. Um, we uh, started to um, you know have people from different places that have different career paths, and for them to share their experience with us. Especially uh, when I started to have my career in the Silicon Valley, I worked for eBay for six years. And we started to have our women technology group at eBay, so uh, we actually started to focus on how we can grow the women technology inside of the company. And was I was very lucky. Uh, I was one of the three uh, female managers out of our 600 people work under technology operations at eBay. After after I moved back to Taiwan at 2013, I started to observe how our technology. Talent, you know, is growing in terms of their career path, in terms of their opportunities, and a lot of people feel like there's lack of opportunities to work with international professionals because there are less of them here. So um, I started to feel like, yeah, we should have uh, a lot of uh, different events with different people, uh, you know, coming from different backgrounds to share their career path. And then, especially when I uh, also have friends uh, connections in Silicon Valley, I started to invite them to have online meetups, or even if they can come back to Taiwan, they can really share their experience with us. After we host events for six months, um, we uh, I found that there there are actually a lot of uh, nonprofits uh, focusing on women in technology globally. So I started to um, you know reach out to different uh, nonprofits you know. For girls in tech, women who code, and then Lady UX, which you know uh, is composed of the three talents that I I, I told you um, just right before. So, um, what are the three talents again? So it would be the coders, which you know women who code uh, really wanted to create or essentially grow more female uh, engineers uh, in technology uh, career. And then for uh, growth in tech, we focus on growing the project, product or project managers, and especially we hope we can empower more technologists to become technology entrepreneurs in that community. And then for Lady That UX, which you know people work in the user experience field, designers you know gather together once a month, and you know it's a female community, very welcoming. And then we host events uh, once a month, and so people can come and chat about their experiences, and at the, at the same time do the, a lot of network. You know, with each other, we have you know now over seventeen hundred members. Seventeen hundred. Yeah, seventeen hundred members. Um, Just in Taipei or in Taiwan? Yeah, we host events mostly in Sintran, um, in Taipei. 
so you have a community of people who already work in UX, I mm-hmm. guess, um, and to help them develop role models mm-hmm. that work in UX. Um, is there any outreach to schools or youth, like female youth, to help them empower empower them uh, so they can look at this industry and say, like, this is an industry that I can get into because mm-hmm. of these role models and because of these initiatives that are out there for me? Mm-hmm. Is things like that going on? Yeah, for designing uh, design community, uh, we are we, currently we only can we are only capable of doing once a month, you know, meet up. This is something that we have to do. But for last year, uh, I remember in June, people will be graduating, you know, from the college, and we actually generate events for uh, it's called like women in technology in cam- on campus. So we invited three type of different talents and um, to be able to share their experience inside of different campuses. Um, so that's more like a panel discussions. Um, one role model would be from the you know the coder community. One would be the project managers or program managers, and then you know one is UI UX designers. Yeah. So we did a few um, events you know to do the women technology on campus, and we will continue to do that for this year. But we don't really go do a, like a vast events or big initiatives, only focusing on the campus. Our focus or our current uh, members, the age range is around 25 to 40. So they are more like already in the industry, just from different, you know, um, companies. And then they are not specifically only working in tech positions or tech companies, but they wanted to go into user experience field. So you're going to bring a Talk UX conference here. It's yeah. the first time it's been in Asia, right? Yeah, it's the first time for us. And we are we never really had an international experience that we would be able to um, you know, invite a lot of people from different big companies, especially, for example, the Google X, the Facebook, and then Uber, uh, and then other companies, IBM Design. Um, they all will come, you know, to Taipei in October. So I was, you know, super, super happy. And, you know, we were able to really uh, generate this kind of interest and also be able to bring all the global networks, uh, leaders of them to be here. Yeah. Uh, so can you tell me about what it took to put the conference together here in Taipei? Like, what kind of work did you have to do to, to pull that off? So it's very interesting because, you know, as you know, my experience was like working for tech companies and then you know, starting my own companies. I never really had an experience of generating a big international conference myself. And nor, you know, the same with my, my volunteers team. So, you know, we... Uh, we have a lot of passion, We have, but we have no experience of how we can do this together. So in the beginning, we had a few meetings with uh, George Buckley. Uh, she, you know, co-founder of Lady UX, and she passed over a, a big folders of past experience, like how they invited speakers, how they, you know, generate interest from the sponsors. And even, you know, they give us all the access regarding like financial support and everything. But they don't really have money. For us to you know to to create events so they gave you basically the game plan the blueprint right so for you to go out you know raise the funds and mm-hmm. everything so and then uh we had a lot of discussions regarding how we can you know get the funding support um and then she is very open and also very very supportive on we should set up uh, the headquarters essentially or the bank accounts you know represented by Lydia ux rather, rather than the Lydia ux taipei as a branch. Yeah. So essentially in the future, if we are able to, um, you know, generate events for Asia network, 
we should be able to because we have currently have a set up an association in Taiwan as a formal legal entity called Rex in Taiwan. So we are able to get sponsorship from local companies. Plus, in the future, if we are able to generate events for other networks in Asia, we can help them too. So speaking of other networks in Asia, I noticed that there are a lot more cities in the West, you know, in the United States or in Europe that have ladies that UX presence there. Mm-hmm. Is there a push to bring more uh, more of a presence or just more cities involved in Asia? Yeah, so um, it's really uh, volunteering. So essentially, uh, as long as you know you're interested in being a volunteer, bring the network or set up a network for a local city in any of you know any cities in the, in in the world, you can apply for it. Yeah. So for for Lady UX, you know, headquarters they they are always open, you know, for people who are interested to host events for uh, the of course, you know, Lady UX meetups. They are definitely open for expanding and everything being supportive on that. Yeah. So you worked both uh, here, of course, and also in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think the biggest difference is in work culture in regards to uh, uh, women in the workforce? So uh, I think the biggest difference would be um, the openness. So essentially, I think um, a lot of people, especially like women uh, working, not really just working women, essentially, um, feel like there's limits when they have to make choices in their different stage of life. So, for example, a lot of people ask me if they need to quit the job when they get married or when they have the first kid. Do they get a promotion? You know, do they you know, apply for being the manager of the team or they stay at their original position and really be able to take care of family and then balance the life and everything. So I think that's the struggle. And now, you know, there's really no cultural difference, essentially. But I feel like, you know, um, in Taiwan, we have more limits for pe- for women to make choices because there is a culture aspect of women should take care of the family. I think family, you know, like uh, if there is any choices between, they have to choose family first. And that, that that's one thing that would hinder themselves, essentially, of, you know, um, in my view, uh, for example, when I uh, worked at eBay, I had my kid, you know, born, and I was able to work from home two days a week. Um, and in four or five months, essentially, after the, the, the baby was born. I felt like that was super, super big, you know, help for me to take care of the baby, spend more time with the baby. And also, I cherish my work so much that when I went back to work, I felt like I can be being in the full speed right after a recovery. But that flexibility, you know, even though uh, the legal system here in Taiwan also um, encouraged people to take time off and, you know, maternity leave or parental leave and everything, but, you know, culture-wise, people are afraid of, you know, asking leave, uh, even just to take care of, a, you know, take care of the kids to just to have a like, one-week vacation or something. Yeah, so that's something I feel like if we are able to have more female entrepreneurs to open up companies, especially a sustainable, you know, profitable companies with technology, you know, as, as their, like, strong support on the back end, um, we should be able to have, you know, more like healthy environment to help women to get into the, the workforce and then stay in the workforce for a longer time. Mm. You could uh, pass legislation to try to uh, bring balance or try to, you know, open up the culture, open mm-hmm. up the workforce. But it's, yeah, it's one, it's one thing to pass legislation. It's another to actually, you know, affect change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you have any future plans for yourself, uh, your company? Uh, actually, we haven't talked about your company. 
<laughs> What's your company name again? We Together. Yeah, it's called We Together, and mm-hmm. uh, it's really a technology platform uh, that wanted to connect, uh, you know, technologists. And uh, our focus is currently, uh, of course, generate more um, events, essentially. And so we host online meetups and offline meetups for for people to connect together and share experiences. And then for our next stage, we wanted to launch an Android app that's focusing on job matching for women technology community, because that's the you know, the biggest community we have been growing for over two years. And, you know, with the nonprofits arms and also with our, you know, online experience, you know, combining, we did a lot of research essentially um, regarding what's the problems. And um, if, uh, you know, like, for example, we have a lot of job boards uh, in, in not only in Taiwan, but, you know, in the international uh, environment, focus on women technology too, job boards there. But, you know, job board is not enough, actually, for women technology to find the right jobs for them. Um, so we found out uh, that it's actually uh, pe- like women emphasize different priorities than than other people. So, for example, like I am married, I have a kid, I wanted to have flexibility. So I would be choosing more like part-time work or if I am able to do more like flexible schedules at work. That would be my first priority, for example. Some people emphasize on, you know, parental leave or do they have more vacation times or do they have paid leave, essentially. So I think, you know, those are the structures that we have to build in when we, when we review or when we recommend jobs for women. And second thing is how we screen the people working in the tech. So essentially, uh, for example, you know, beginners, uh, a lot of people in Taiwan emphasizing on, for example, certifications or, um, you know, degrees, essentially, uh, when they study in the, in, in, in the school and everything. But when I work at, uh, at eBay or at, uh, in the Silicon Valley, I found out, I found out that people were emphasize on work experience more than, than really uh, what degrees or what score you were from. And that's important because they give people chances uh, you know, to learn on the job and really be able to see their potential and grow their potential together. So that's the thing that we, we hope you know, by generating a lot of offline events, by creating a strong community, and people can help each other to grow their careers together. Yeah. yeah. So what's the general vibe like within the community? What difference has it really made? Uh, in like an individual person's life being within that community? So uh, what I really, because we always measure the success success of or the effectiveness, you know, of the community ever since we started to host events and no matter on the company size or on the nonprofit event side. Mm. How do you... uh how so, do you uh, measure success? Right. So for me, uh, a lot of people actually focus on like how many attendees per event. I never, never felt like that's an important KPI for me. As long as I have a speaker and most of the speakers really are, I never really pay for the speakers to become, to be able to, to talk. They're volunteering. Right. Because they are the ones that really wanted to present in terms of they wanted to build on, build up their own you know, professional branding, or they just want to contribute their experience back to the community. So um, speakers are there. As long as speakers are there, I'm there. Even though there's only one attendee, we start the meetup, and that's actually how we can get them engaged. And you know what, what we really measure is do the members come back. That's one thing. And then we found out 50% of our members come back for the event. You know, not really the next, but maybe the, the topics they are interested in. And out of those 50, around 30% of them want to become the leaders or become the speakers, become the organizers of different programs. And that's why I was able to, for example, launch different programs and not worry about 
losing money or worry about no one helping me, because every time we started to a new initiative, so like no one has done talking works before, but I was so happy we get to host this this year. And I started to say, hey, let's do talking works, and this is the format. You know, they did this twice. You know, already. What should we do? And there are like now forty volunteers. Uh, we in, initially there are over a hundred applied, and we screened, and we kind of you know separated into different teams. Now there's forty of them, you know, in the back end, and then really inviting people, and then really make it visible for for different places. So that's really something that you know empower empowering you know the young generations to be able to do something that outside of work and really meaningful for their life too. Uh, is there anything that we have not covered that you wanted to talk about? So uh, we definitely uh, wanted to, you know, market our TalkUX, you know, conference, and you know we uh, will be doing a lot of prof- professional um, or promotional events, you know, for the TalkUX. But it will be hosted in uh, between October twenty to October twenty second, and you know we our uh, website is talk dash ux.com mm-hmm. um, that's where we can find you know you can find information about a ticket and you know we now are on the early bird you know sell but we will be doing a lot of prov- promotional events that you know could be good price you know for people to come and we definitely wanted to have at least you know 70 people essentially from outside of the Taiwan to be able to join the event and thus concludes my conversation with Jane Shear. If you want to check out Talk UX, it's going to be here October 20th to the 22nd. Uh, and you can check out their website, talk-ux.com. Thanks for listening to this week's Taiwan Talk. I'm Alex Lewis.